It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm great, Richard. How are you today? I'm doing very well. We have a great movie to talk about, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And as we normally do, we will start out spoiler-free and then get to the spoiler portion. So if you have not seen it yet, fear not. You can still listen to about half of the podcast before tuning out and bringing it on back. I do want to say this, Ryan. After you mentioned it last week on the podcast, I watched Man vs. Snake on Netflix. And what did you think? It is great. It's not as good as the King of Kong, obviously. Not not many things are. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I knew going in it wasn't going to be as good, but it was fascinating to see some of the overlapping characters like Billy Mitchell, like Walter Day, who really out-Walter Day's himself, I think, in Man vs. Snake. Which I said... At about 58 minutes in, I think I tweeted this out. It was like the greatest Walter Day, like, humble brag ever. And where he tells the story about how he got into transcendental meditation. Yeah, and he's on the and beach. He's like, and he's like, oh, all the girls think... He's like talking about how the girls would come up to him and be like, you, you have the best bod of anyone on the beach. He is the most... And for those of you that skipped over last week's episode, The King of Kong... Uh, even if you haven't seen the documentary, I, I think we I think it's a good episode to listen through. It was such a such a dork thing, great documentary, and that's about Donkey Kong. The Man, Man vs. Snake is about Nibbler and the Nibbler record, which is such a, a shit game. Let's let's face it. But they make it out to be pretty good. And this is Walter Day is the most Christopher Guest type of character out of all of them, I believe. Yes, like the stuff he says, you're like, no way. You're like, this is not a real person. But anyway, Tim McVeigh. Which again is his name, yep. and his quest for the nibble record is off the charts. And then Dwayne Richard is a very interesting, like the bad boy of video gaming. The bad boy of video gaming, yeah. And he actually does. He makes a very short appearance in uh, King of Kong. I see. I don't even remember him in King of Kong. Yeah, he's. It's very. It's very brief. He's in it for like one scene. He's at Fun Spot with them. Oh no, kidding! I'll have to go back yeah. and watch that. He's so just to paint the picture. We're gonna move on from this, but to paint the picture. Uh, Dwayne Richard, who plays like a ton of games, like he has a ton of different records and, and everything else. He looks just like Jonathan Davis from Corn. Yes, he does. And then Tim McVeigh looks a lot like if Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Bam Margera's dad were combined. That is the probably the most apt description of anybody I have ever heard ever. Thank you. That's spot on. That's exactly what he looks like. They're they're both kind of easy to root for, to be honest. No, there's this there's one scene, I have to mention this. There's one scene where he's playing Nibbler at home, and Nibbler's a, you have to marathon the game. So you literally play for like 30 plus hours at a time. It's yeah. ridiculous. So only a certain amount of people would even want to do this. But this Tim McVeigh guy was doing it, and he's sitting there, he's playing in his house, and his wife is sitting on the couch kind of watching him, and he looks over to her and he goes, Do you have like a dollar bill, like a five, a 20, like anything. And she goes, oh, no, Tim. And she hands him the dollar. And I honestly thought he was going to start bumping lines, like right there. But it turns out, <laughs> it turns out he needed it to, like, tinker with, like, the board. Like, he needed to, yeah. like, file something down. But I'm like, is he going to just do coke right in front of the cameras right now? I'm like, this guy, this guy wants, the, wants this record. Yeah, a little tootsky to get himself going. That's what I thought. He's like, can you roll up that dollar? I was like, oh, my God, this is taking a turn. But anyway, yeah, I, was awesome. I would recommend Man vs. Snake for uh, for everybody, especially if you like King of Kong. It's definitely worth, worth your while. 
Are you ready for the next portion of the program? I'm always ready, Richard. Since our last episode, we had the Defenders trailer where you get to see all of our uh, Marvel Netflix heroes kind of interacting with each other. You have uh, Daredevil showing up. He's going to be Jessica Jones's lawyer. There's a scene where Luke Cage and Rosario Dawson, the night nurse, are uh, having a little pillow talk, perhaps. Yep. And you also get uh, some conversation with all four of them. And they're all kind of crapping on Iron Fist, which is pretty good. Which is great. Because that's exactly what we, the dynamic we had hoped for. That's right. Because they, because they should. Yes. And he's like, I am the, I am the immortal Iron Fist. And they're like, and they're like what? so? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't care. I yeah. think, I think, it'll end up, I think it'll be good. I think, I think Defenders should be good. It's only eight episodes as well, which really all of these seasons probably should be. Even Daredevil, as good as that is, that should probably also be like eight or ten. It shouldn't yeah, be 13. Yeah, we said it, there's a couple episodes there that we, we could have cut. Yeah. You know, right. or made or cut and then made into one episode. Exactly. You know, so yeah, so I think I feel like, and I, we use the word slog here a lot, but yeah, thirteen sl- episodes of Iron Fist was a slog. It was a slog. See the difference. That's our the hashtag dork terminology. A slow burn is something that is kind of slow, but then gets really good. A slog. Yeah. A slog is what was what a slow burn is, but then it just never heats up. It just kind of slogs all the way across. Iron Fist was a slog. Another uh, Marvel property, there was just a teaser. So really like nothing, just like a voiceover for Marvel's Inhumans. And you might have recognized the voice that is uh, Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. And I believe... Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I heard it and I just immediately wanted to turn it off. But I I hate this guy. I hate this guy, but I think he's going to be playing Maximus, which surprise, surprise, is a villain. And yeah. uh, I don't know a ton about the about Inhumans, but that doesn't mean it'll be bad. Like I didn't know a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came out uh, three years ago. So maybe Inhumans will be good. I mean, I know Black Bolt and I know a couple of the other characters, but I don't. Where do you stand on Inhumans? I'll watch it. I mean, we you know people took took shots with stuff like this. I mean, look at Legion. I mean, yeah. we had no idea what that was all about, and that turned out to be pretty good. But they also, I even remember, Inhumans originally, when they were like telling us what all the future movies in the MCU were going to be, Inhumans was originally going to be a movie because Correct. they didn't have the rights to the X-Men. And Inhumans are kind of like their version of like, you know, they're not mutants, they're Inhumans. Like it's that kind of thing. Right. And so, but they obviously must have gotten some kind of pushback on that because now they're making it into a TV show. Like, I guess better to be a failed TV show than a failed movie, maybe? I, I suppose so. I mean, I guess I guess that's where that's gonna. You know, I don't know, it's a safe bet. You can't. I'm sure you couldn't have made it into a whole movie. Maybe they looked at a treatment of the script and was like, "Nah, we're not going to make this work. Let's make it into a TV show." Yeah, could have been. You know, uh, Ryan, what about uh, the Dark Tower trailer? Did you see that? Bad I'm one? really yeah. So I'm really excited about this. Um, it's a bit more stylized than I thought it would be. Um, it still looks really cool. Um, it's you know got kind of a Doctor Strange kind of vibe to it. It does. Which is kind of cool, but I uh, I read the books as or I books or the Dark Ta- Dark Tower saga as a kid. Or I say kid, I mean like in my teens, and it was one of my favorite books. So I'm really excited for this. Uh, I think the casting is great. I love Idris Elba, and I love McCon- who doesn't love a Matthew McConaughey villain? Should be good. Yeah, you know what I mean, he should be good. I don't. I didn't read any of this, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm, I'm trying to see whether I should go back and read it all or just 
Well, as I told you, as I told you, and our, our fans should know too, there is a very well done uh, graphic novel series. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I'll, so, I'll check that out. so if you are not, if you, <laughs> if you're not going to read a thousand pages, you might want to, you know, pick up a book, pick up a, a graphic novel. I like the pictures. You know what they said? Yeah. A, pic, a picture uh, says a thousand words, and that's it. And that's the thing. And that's the thing about pictures. Yep. Uh, trailer, more a lot of trailers since we last spoke. A lot of trailers. Uh, Dunkirk had the second trailer. Of course, the Christopher Nolan movie, sort of an untold uh, war story here, Dunkirk. And if you're in the mood for a... See, to me, I need to be in the mood. Like, I can't just sit and watch a war movie at any time. I think most people are probably like that, where you sort of have to be in the right mood for it. Like, you can recognize, like, yeah, yeah Platoon is an amazing movie. I don't really, I don't want to watch that like right now. No. Like I, I have no desire to watch that right now. I'm glad I saw it and it was great. And I wonder if Dunkirk is still like, I don't think I'm going to see Dunkirk in the theater, but I bet it's going to be pretty good. I bet it's going to be pretty good too. And like you, I need to, I need to kind of be in the right headspace to see anything like that. I mean, I feel like these types of movies are just so my father and grandfather can tell me how tough I'm not. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's you're not tough. tough. Those guys are tough. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah, they are. They look very tough. Like, yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, and it, but it, movies like that and Saving Private Ryan, and like you said, Platoon is another one where you're just like, this is just some heavy shit, man. Yeah. You know, and Apocalypse I just, Now, Redux. <laughs> yeah. If you have eight Talk hours. Talk about a slog. Yeah, holy Woo. smokes. Yeah. Uh, we also had, here's a bunch here. You can hit on any of these. We had more footage from It, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, so we so I, the the it footage is is more of the same. It's a sewer. It's a clown. It's kids, you know, being but a bing, bada boom. Yep, nice you know, combo. I thought that was that was pretty good. Um, the Spider-Man footage was just like the extended scene where his uh, his uh, robust friend uh, sees him drop from the ceiling and yeah. finds out he's Spider-Man. I don't want to um, see I any more Spider-Man. Cool. I feel like I've already seen the whole movie. Yeah, I, I and I was glad that I kind of already knew where that scene was going. Yeah. You know, and it's just more of them talking. It's the same scene, you know, but it's, yeah. you know, it's fine. Um, the Wonder Woman footage, I don't know. And people are kind of, I'm reading outrage with this, where people are saying they're not promoting this as much as they would promoted Batman versus Superman. They didn't promote it as much as uh, Man of Steel. Suicide you know, Squad. So, Suicide Squad, you know, so they're kind of keeping this quiet. And this comes out in like two weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, no, June. Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, like less than a month, I think. Less than a month, but it's the next movie that you and I have to go see you yes. know, in order to keep our jobs. It'll be it'll be the next single episode movie, I believe, is Wonder Woman in early June. What? Uh, any chance this helps turn around the DC extended universe? I don't think so. Son of a bitch. I don't think so. I think this is going to be okay. I think it's going to be like, you're going to watch it and be like, eh, it's fine. You know, I don't think... You it, know what? DC could take fine right now. They'd be thrilled they with fine. They could take fine. They could take fine. That would um, that would help right the ship a little bit because, like, I hated Batman v Superman. You hated Suicide Squad. So the fact that those two movies are as bad as they are, they 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 need fine. They need like a single up the middle. Like, don't don't worry about a, a home run. Sports. Yeah, you're not going to win the game. Sports. Well, all yourself. No, yeah. that's right. Don't be a hero out there. Uh, yeah, I would say if we're going to put baseball terms on it, I would say with DC versus Marvel, they're down like eight nothing in the sixth right now. Yeah, it's not looking good. Like you just need runners at this point, and Marvel has a really good bullpen, right? One of those types. Like it's of not looking good, but right now we're just focused. We just need runners on base, is what we need. We had the uh, Last Man on Earth wrapped up season three, and I saw a tweet from Will Forte, who's like the series, the season finale, and then he wrote like series question mark finale. 
So that yeah. I guess they haven't been picked up yet, but I thought the season was really good. I thought it ended in a in a good way where I really want to see a season four, but maybe they just wrap it up this way. So that show's great. Like I don't know how many people are watching it, but that show's off the charts. Yeah, and I know I've noticed too that like Fox is kind of dragging their feet and seeing what's what's coming back and what isn't. Because I know another one on the um uh, is New Girl, which people are, are really yeah. crazy about. Um, and they just haven't said either way whether or not it's going to come back. Fox does a really bad job, I feel like, with some of their shows and the promotion for their shows. And then especially if you're a Sunday show, because then once they get like baseball games or playoff baseball games or football, like all of a sudden your show will be on, then it's off for three weeks, then it's back on, and then you think yeah. it's off, and then they're like, nope, they, you missed an episode. So they do a pretty shit job, but hopefully and last minute like, continues. And I feel like... You know, you're always competing with The Simpsons. Yeah, no right. No matter what. Simpsons, yeah. And that show, just the show that just refuses to die. Nope. But I feel like Fox, like FX and FXX yes. are where all their money shows are right now. Yeah, they should. Oh, speaking of yeah. that, uh, do you see It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia may not be back until 2019? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in as to why. I'm, I'm sure with, uh, I guess all this, so Dennis is on another show. Um, sorry, I call him Dennis. But, That's fine. Uh, yeah, I know. Really, Glenn Howerton's on another show. Caitlin Olsen is doing another season of The Mick. Um, I think Charlie Day is in a couple movies. Oh, I'm sure he is. And you know what? If they're going to do, I'm fine with them waiting a year if they're going to bring everybody back. Because the way they ended the last season, like Glenn, uh, or Dennis, yeah, he he could yeah. be gone potentially. And you don't want to do that. Like, I, I would rather no. wait a year than have a year without him. Like, like watching The Office without Michael Scott was awful. Like, I don't, you don't right. need to do that. So make sure everybody's back. And I, I think that's fine. And I, I was Dennis was just starting to get good. He's great. You He's know? always been good. I like Dennis. <laughs> no, but like that really, like I said it before, like that really off the rails Dennis. He like is that's my favorite. Very much off the rails indeed. Yeah. Now box office news, Ryan. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which we will get into great detail here coming up. One hundred forty-six and a half million dollars domestic, four twenty-five worldwide, and I, I guess they made ninety-four point three million opening weekend in the original Guardians, and it's the biggest jump for a sequel amongst all of the MCU movies. Which, rightfully so. Which you know, is pretty is good. The There's that, a lot of hype for it, yeah. And in the other one, the, the first volume one, we, we can call it now, didn't really have any. It was just like a, you know, just kind no. of lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? It was just like, you know, this might be kind of a cool idea. And then it was great. And people then, loved it, word of mouth, and then people went and saw it, and then this one, they were really anticipating it. Uh, I think long enough to build anticipation, but not too long where people kind of forget about it. Like, this is a good window. Like, you don't need a sequel the next year, but you give yourself two or three years, throw some other movies in there that, you know, may or may not fit into the continuity or not. I mean, it's all part of the same universe, which we'll get into. Uh, But yeah, it was the perfect storm for that and it made a ton of money. This thing will probably get around a billion when when it's all said and done. Yeah, hitting that billion mark. Let's get to the topic du jour, which... Oh, by the way, we got a couple of uh, submissions. Uh, Goo from Mac and Goo and Marcus from the Boxers both sent us uh, openings for this. But I just want to get right into it. I don't. I don't. We'll play those maybe at another time when we have less to do. We have a lot to get to here. I just like the fact that the Boxers and Mac and Goo are vying for our affection right now. <laughs> I, like I feel like too. the bell of the ball. Like I like that we're too. making them fight. I thought both submissions were good. I'm going to be a hard, hard grader here. I don't think either was great. So maybe we'll play them later on, maybe another episode, and we'll try to figure out what, how to track that down to get an intro for that. Oh, yeah. do we have, oh shit, do we have a, a video game minute? We don't. There, this is, I will say right now, there is no video game minute because it is a very, very slow week. 
for video games. Although I will say that Mario Kart 8 came out for the Switch, and people are, are, are very happy with it. So if you got a Nintendo Switch. All right, okay, all right. Even yeah. okay. if it takes more than a minute. Yeah, we just had to get that in. All right. All right, for the Switch, thank you, Ryan. Oh, I, you know what? I will say this. I'll, I'll add something. The Keith Video Game Minute. If you are a PS4 uh, Plus person, whatever whatever that is, you right now, you know how there's like a free game every month or every other month yep. or so? It is, I believe, Tales from the Borderlands. It's a Telltale series, and you can get the oh, whole yeah. game right now for free. So I downloaded yep. that. I started playing it. It's not, it's not too bad. Not too bad. So there you go. Pretty good. All right. Sorry, we, I jumped. I jumped ahead of you with the uh, with the thing there. We'll edit that in post. We'll we'll clean it. We'll clean it all up as we always do. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two spoiler free review here on hashtag Dork Ryan. I ask you first and foremost, did you like it? I was very entertained watching this movie. Wait a yeah, minute. I was very clear. I was very wait careful with what I said. Ooh, wait a wait a minute. Inter- yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll now, go, I'm going to turn it around on myself and ask myself if I liked it. Okay, yes. go ahead. Yes, I did. Okay, so here's the thing. So I was, the whole time, like, I, uh, it's funny when we go to these things, and I've, I've noticed, like, during doing the podcast now and being on the lion's share of these, that I, I go into movies now with a critical mindset. So yeah. I'm constantly looking for things to kind of complain about. Or yep. maybe critiques or something like not things to complain about, but like a critique or well, something to, that is a miss. Welcome you to sports I mean? radio. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to be objective when I'm watching these things and not just be a fan. You know what I mean? But I so I did find some things that were some inconsistencies and stuff like that and stuff that I didn't really like. But I was smiling the entire time. It is a very smile-inducing movie. You know what I mean? I, I it's do. Fun. Yeah. So yes, I did like it. You liked it. You were you were entertained yeah. by it. How would you say the action scenes were in this movie? I will say, and not to get into spoilers, but there was one that stood out to me that absolutely stole the show. Yeah. Um, and there are several good ones, but not an... Uh, I guess I would say like maybe one or two more we could have used. There's a little bit of drag. Yeah, there, but, was a, you know. there, was, there was a good amount of them. We'll get into specifics in the spoiler per- portion about which ones I thought were the, were the best. But there, it was... It was good. Both like some individual work, them working as a group like that. You know, like when you're watching the Avengers, it's the same kind of thing. Like, do they highlight what everybody can do? I thought for the most part they did in this as well. Um, What about the comedy of it? Which to me, the first one was very funny. This one, they tried to make even funnier. They took a lot of chances on a lot of jokes. I think most of them landed, by the way. But I think that, and this is what I would also say, this is not not a spoiler thing. I thought that, I don't know if you agree with this, but I thought star Lord was funnier in the first movie, but literally every other character was funnier in this one. Yeah. And I think they tried to take some heat off of him. Um, like you said, I think a lot of the jokes worked. There was a couple in particular that were kind of like running gags. Yes. That didn't work at all. Yeah. Um, it was just like weird and stupid. Um, but the 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 um the dialogue like the quick witted dialogue stuff like that works with them because I feel like yeah. we really know who all the characters are at this point like each one is really fleshed out and so when they're interacting with each other you kind of know how Drax's personality is going to play with Star Lord versus Rocket versus now introducing Baby Groot who is really good 
So you put yep. all those together. I did think, now this would certainly not offend me or you or most of our listeners, but there was a lot of kind of like dick and poop jokes. Yeah, it doesn't offend me at all. No, and I, I kind of like it, but I could see how somebody is like, oh, that's like, really? Like, you're going there? Like, it's an easy joke to make when you're saying like, hey, something about somebody's dick or somebody's poop or farts. Like, it's, it's easy. Yeah. And there like, was, there you know, was and yeah, there's a they seen it's not a spoiler. It's just has there Drax's. Well, Rocket's saying he's going to put one of Drax's dumps in his, in his pillow. Yeah, which we've all threatened to do to somebody at some point. It's you a know? great threat. It, it's a it, great threat. Uh, not great on execution. I'm not going to either confirm nor deny that I've taken part in one of those, but it's not a great execution. Well, here's but, so, here's something else you can do, and Davey taught me this very well in high school. If you're ever, uh, uh, yep. What can I not say this? No, you can. You can. I just don't want to get the the angry emails from parents. But go ahead. No, we're not. But so say, well, no, you wouldn't want to do this in your own house. But say you're no. maybe you're a college kid right now listening to this and somebody has really upset you and you're really annoyed. And maybe they played a prank on you and you need to get them back. Or maybe you're maybe you're a grown adult and you can find the right place to, to do this. Davey told me all about it. It's called a chicken and milk bomb, where what yep. you do is you get yourself like a, a Tupperware. You fill it up with chicken and then you take the chicken uh, raw chicken. Raw chicken. Yeah, yeah. Get a nice, nice piece of raw chicken, put it in the Tupperware. Then get yourself some milk. Fill it whole up with milk. milk. Whole milk. So it's whole milk and chicken. Pop the top on and hide it maybe under a couch, under a bed, in somebody's office, whatever else you might have to do. At that point, after a day or so, it, the stink is so intense that it'll pop the top off yep. of the Tupperware. And then mm. at that point, it'll just be so pungent. To the to the snout of the person in there that and and you want to hide it too because then they're gonna, they're not going to know where the smell is coming from but that'll be one that'll be hard to get out. Now Richard's Richard's kind of underselling this. I think the smell could be best described as like rotting death. Yes, it is. It is very similar to that. Um, and I've I've never smelled a rotting corpse before. Um, but if it's anything like that, I can tell you. I think it's in the ballpark. I want of no that. part of that. Yeah. Um and. I will a word of caution. If that were to spill and fall and fall onto any fabric, that is ruined forever. Yeah, it's gone. So it's be careful. I remember going to uh, when I was uh, gonna chicken a milk bomb somebody. I remember going to like a like a meat section at like Shaw's, and I was like, "Hey, yep. can I get like a like a piece of like chicken?" He's like, "What kind of chicken?" I'm like, "Like the oldest piece you have." <laughs> He's like, "What are you up to?" I'm like, "Just whatever you got back there. Just give it it's to like me." None of your damn business. I'll thank you to stand in my personal affairs. All right, so that's so that was one of the jokes that that Rocket had, and so there was a lot of that. Now, Davey, you're a, more of a music guy, much more of a music guy than I am. The first Guardians of the Galaxy got such high praise for their soundtrack, and really, the the reason why they call it Volume Two, it's obvious that people have seen it. It's another mixtape that he got from his mother. So, music is super important to the character. It's important to the movie. How do you think the soundtrack? Or first of all, did you like the soundtrack to this one? Yes, I did like the soundtrack to this one, although I do believe that the volume one was a bit stronger the, uh, in, in terms of like more recognizable songs. Yeah, so I think, you know you, I mean? yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. So it depends on how you view it. Like the first one had more, oh, I know that song. Like that's a big hit. Like, you know, go through, the, even like the bands and the songs were all probably a little bit bigger. Volume two, which I do kind of like because we made fun of Suicide Squad for basically just picking like, these like top hits like they, like they, they I don't know how they came up with the songs in that soundtrack but yep. there's a lot more thought that went into this one these songs were good but if I had to listen to only one soundtrack it would probably be the first 
Yeah, absolutely. It would have to be the first one. And there are two songs that are kind of central to to this one. Um, and I think they played them both in the trailers. No, they didn't play. So the the song the the chain by Fleetwood Mac is is big. Um, and yeah. it's kind of it's one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Nice. So yeah, it's it's a um, it's on Rumors, um, which I don't know if you've heard of that album. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah, might have. People might have mentioned Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. It's come up. It's come up. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's one of the cooler songs, especially um, it does fit within the timeline, and his mother would have been listening to that song at the time and whatever. But it also is very fitting for the movie. All right, you let know. me let me give you a. I agree with that. Let me give you a. Uh, with each thing, say which was better, uh, one or two. Okay. Uh, action scenes. Two. Comedy. One. Interesting. Uh, soundtrack. You already said one. One. Overall story, like the plot of the movie. One. And the villain. One. Interesting. I would go villain two. I would go story, kind of a push. Like I thought both were really like entertaining. I know that's uh, yeah, kind but of if a you put out. me, if you put my feet to the fire, I'm going to say the the story and the villain were better with one, and we'll get into that okay. when we get into the spoiler stuff. Okay. I think yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of you know there, there's not like one that has like a big gap between the other. How would you say it compares to other MCU movies? Now we yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. You go first. I was just going to say we've. Well, it's, it's it's our show. Our show. <laughs> I was going to say that in the past when we've talked about these, there's sort of like that upper tier of like Civil War, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, and the first Guardians and the first Avengers. Like th- those five are kind of in one class. Then there's another group where like Ant Man's in it, and then there's like the like the crap like Iron Man two and the Incredible Hulk. Yep, I'm going to put it, it's in the upper echelon here. I would say it's probably in the top five or six. Yeah, I agree you know, with that. It, yep. You know, it's not, as, it's not as strong as the first Iron Man. It's not as strong as Civil uh, Winter Soldier. Um, it's not as strong as the first Avengers. But, or the first Guardians. Or the first, Guardian, first Guardians. But it's, it's better than the decent ones. Yeah, it's, it's, 100%. It's, it's, to my mind, it's in this weird little place. 100%. You know, where it's. Yeah, I want to watch it again. I, I really do because uh, you know how I am. Ever after I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, this is the best movie. And then I, after a few days, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not as good. But I, I need to, I need yeah. to watch it again. What about Infinity Stones? Our our Infinity Stones scale one through six. What would you put it? I would give it a, a soft five. Ooh, a soft five. A soft five. Yeah, it's sure as shit not a four. It's not it, a four. But it's probably it's not, not a six. like a hard five. Ooh, a hard five. Like, this... I feel like Doctor Strange was a... No, uh, sorry. Oh, um, this is better than like Doctor Logan, Strange. It is. But if Logan's a six... Yeah, Log- so Logan was probably better. The right? first Guardians is a six. Yeah, for sure. The Dark Knight is a six. Yeah, this might be a five and a half then for me. For me, it's like a soft five. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I might go hard five. Okay. <laughs> uh, last last thing for uh, non spoilers, unless you have something else, I was just uh, you probably already heard it by now. But there are counting um, mid and post credit scenes. There are five of them, and we will describe. Five. We will break them all down for you coming up here shortly. But don't leave until they kick you out of the theater because it's just going to be. And I would say time. if you are going to see this movie, uh, my wife and I hired a babysitter. So if you're if you need a babysitter, and we went out for dinner and drinks beforehand. So, but you can 
you can bank on being in the theater for three hours. Great point. Dude, the opening credits, it was it was like a, too much. It was 25 minutes. Oh, the, I had the opening, the, all the trailers before this, 25 minutes of trailers. That's way too much, especially now. Way too much. Now where I've seen every trailer that's already up there. Like when we right. were when we were younger, you would go, you'd watch the movie, and you couldn't wait to see the previews. You'd want to get there early because you didn't see any of those yet. Now I'm right. like, oh, Spider-Man, I've seen Spider-Man. Like, oh, oh I've, Thor. I've seen Thor. Oh, great. Good one. I've, Dunkirk. Seen, I've seen them all. Yeah. I've seen every, even Star Wars. I was like. Oh, yeah, cool, it's on the big screen, but I've already seen it. Yeah, and I feel like the only one that kind of mattered to me that I, I saw on YouTube but didn't kind of expanded on the big screen was um, uh, the Kingsman. Kingsman movie. New Kingsman movie looks badass. Yeah, it actually does. It does look pretty yeah. good. All right, spoilers. Are you ready for spoilers? Let's do it. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We start 1980, where you have Ego, played by Kurt Russell. He and Meredith Quill are seen canoodling. And they're in a car. <laughs> Canoodling. They're outside. He's he's planting a couple of things here on Earth, if you catch my drift. Oh, ho, ho. Well, then you jump ahead to 2014. And really, it might be, it was a little, I don't know, it's not confusing because they map it right out. They tell you 2014. But it, this movie takes place just a few months after the first Guardians movie. So if you're trying to think of like an MCU timeline, take the events from Winter Soldier. The very next thing was Guardians 1. And then Guardians 2 becomes the very next thing. So Avengers Age of Ultron would be the next thing in the timeline. So that's either happening like right now or it's about to happen on Earth as what happened in this movie happened. Right. And then that's followed by Ant-Man and Civil War and those things. So the movie starts with, or at least well, the first time we see the Guardians, they're all together kicking ass as a team against that big, weird, like fish, squid looking thing. Yes. Which was a very entertaining, like you said, the opening credits were, uh, they were good. Yeah. It was long. Um, and I, but I liked the fact that you couldn't really see what was going on. Yeah, and they're just, you're following Baby Groot. And like, I, yeah. like some of the Baby Groot comedy from like the trailer was still good here. Like I, I thought he was great. Like he was, he was much funnier as a, as a Baby Groot than he is in the first one. And like him interacting with Rocket and him... Like not like that whole scene where the guy's like, "Oh, I need something to." They're trying to break out. Oh, uh, Yondu the fin, and, the and he needs the fin, yeah. right? And and he comes back with like a thousand different things. Like that was funny. That was funny. Is that or yeah. even for, it was in the trailer? But when he's like telling him how to set the bomb, and he's just like, "I am Groot," and he's like pointing at the thing, and he's like, "I literally just told you, like that's not the like. How are you doing this?" That was hilarious. That was some of the best yeah. stuff in the whole movie. I thought. And he came back with a toe. Like that was the that was awesome. <laughs> and then Rocket's like, "You have like a whole." jar of toes somewhere he's like no <laughs> yeah so that was that was funny just all the different shit that that he brought over um now the overall kind of plot like the main point of this i would say is the relationship between peter quill and his father ego and they set this up in the first one like they do a good job of it like you're kind of vaguely aware of who his father is and how you know he came came down from the the stars and then at the end like Yondu makes a comment about like his father's an asshole, and then you really yep. find out what kind of asshole he is. But yeah, yeah, and this I think was my this was my biggest problem with the movie is that what are the the gold people called? They called them like the the sovereign, the sovereign. Like in my mind, I'm like, all right, they're going to introduce another like the the sovereign are going to get pissed, and they're going to bring in somebody to deal with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yes, and they didn't. 
So I'm like, okay. So I'm watching this movie kind of unfold, and I'm watching this relationship with Quill with, and, his, and Ego, and I, I sniffed it out immediately. You know what I mean? Well, they sort, of, it, they sort of, I mean, the Sovereign tried to handle it themselves, right? Right. Originally, and they have a big army. And then by the end of the movie, like, they have somebody in mind to get them, I would say. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is, like, they do. But then there's never, like, a big bad is never introduced. So the bad guy has to be somewhere else. I thought the Sovereign were a little bit thin to be, like, yeah. the main bad guy of the, of, they of were, the movie. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, but also, I, well, I, if you read any comics, which we both have, and I think a lot yeah. of the listeners have, once they said Kurt Russell was playing Ego, like, I kind of wish they didn't tell us that. Like, I wish I didn't know going in that he was Ego. But once they said he was ego, like he kind of knew he was going to end up being the villain, right? Well, that's the thing. I mean, so if even if you knew that, right? So if you knew that or you didn't know that, and you're just a cat, you're an you're an observant movie watcher. Yes, you're like, okay, let's go, let's move it, let's go, let's go, let's go, because you knew that's what's coming. You just want to be like, let's go. You know what I mean? And the rest is just wasting time. So what I thought was going to happen, and like. I'm with you. Like, you did know that Ego was eventually going to be the bad guy. Maybe it took a little long for it to happen. What I thought it was going to be is because he makes a comment at one point to Peter that, hey, like, this is, if I leave this planet, which is also me, if I leave this planet for too long, then, like, I lose this form. And so because Peter's his kid, I thought that if he, like, made Peter stuck, like, if he was like blended into that planet, then he could be free to walk around the universe. So I thought he was going to try to keep him stuck there. Like he was going to have to become like the heart, if you will. Yeah. If that or makes sense. Two, and it would amplify it. So he yeah, would, you know, right. Like, so he that's happen. what I yeah. thought it was going to be. And then no, it turns out he's just, you know, the kind of classic, like, you know, destroy the world type of scenario. Yep. Now, did you like the fact that star Lord, who's sort of like, you know, a goofball, but he can handle himself in the first one. Like he's, he's pretty good. And he's smart, he's wily, he's kind of like, you know, Han Solo. There's a lot of Star Wars comparisons here, but he's like a Han Solo. And then to find out in this one that he's actually, you know, part God. I mean, that's, I mean, he's a part celestial or whatever they call it. I mean, that's, it's fine. I mean, I think he, it was just, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't crazy about it. You know, maybe he's not, maybe he's not anymore. You know, I, I feel like there was a bit of a midichlorian to this. Yeah, maybe he's not anymore. Yeah, now that it's it's kaboom, it's kaputz. like he you said he was wily, he was cunning, he could outsmart people, and now you're just like, well, you can't die, and he's like, yeah. I can't. So this whole time, like I haven't been able to die the whole time, and it hasn't really been luck. Yeah, you know, like that to me, that's like kind of ruined it a little bit for me. I do think that the characters were pretty well fleshed out in this, though. Like, cause, so I I really don't think Star Lord was as funny. Like, if you go back and watch the first one, he has a lot of the comedy lines, whereas in this yep. one, he's really pushed into a story that's much more serious about his father. You find out that his father's the one that gave his mother brain cancer. Like, it's it's, it's intense with that. Yeah. So, like, he has he has less time to be jokey because he's talking with Ego the whole time, whereas right. Drax and Rocket, they can provide a lot more of the the comedy and Groot, and uh, they, they, they do that. But the characters, like, some of the conversations, like Yondu and Rocket, like, that was really good stuff. And, like, Gamora yeah. and Nebula, like, that was pretty heavy stuff, too, about what Thanos would do to Nebula, like, ripping her eye out and all that shit. Like, it was, it was yeah, pretty good. I mean, and it's just, it, a lot of people, there's a lot of dysfunctional family stuff here, and there's a lot of, like, it felt like a therapy session at times. Yeah. But then again, they broke it up. You know, they broke it up nicely. 
We're like, hey, here we go. You know, here's here's someone else's daddy issues. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, something else. And then, but then yeah. the uh, the comedy was definitely there, and they tried it. Like, who would you say was the funniest character? Uh, the funniest character. Um, I'm a big Rocket fan. I don't think he was. I th- uh, yeah, I Rocket was good. That, but I thought the whole thing, uh, Taserface was really funny. Taserface was good. I mean, Drax was really good. Like they, I think they might have played the just him laughing really loud uh, bit a bit much. But and that's what I, like I, I almost thought there was like too much of him because he's so like in the first movie he was so serious. Yeah, and like he didn't get jokes. Yeah, now he's all. And now he's all, all he's jokes. doing is joking. Well, he likes jokes. Maybe he learned about jokes. <laughs> yeah, maybe he learned about jokes. Yeah. Do you think it was a, a satisfying ending, or were you just kind of like, okay? Um, if we're being if we're being honest with the, with ourselves, I hope I that you are. The, yeah, the movie was a bit too long. I thought it was a bit too long. You know what? Part of that might have been, in all seriousness, is the half hour trailers. Yeah, it might have taken the wind out of my sails. But I was really excited. I was up for the movie, and you know, I thought I thought it was it was we had a good pace to it. Yeah. Um, there were some there were some definite like. Peaks and valleys, and the peaks were really good, and the lows were kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like the whole time on, like, Ego's planet when, like, nothing was going on, you know, when he they're sitting on the bed and, and uh, Ego and Quill are talking about the song Brandy. Yeah. I'm just like, let's go. Or they're, like, playing catch, and I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, let's move. You yeah, know what I mean? Ca- like, the catch thing was a bit much. They did try to really shoehorn more of the songs in about, like, hey, like, give me my tape player. Then, like... Then was it Rocket asking for like his old songs? Like, okay, all right, let's just <laughs> just play the song. If you want to play yeah. the song? Play the song. Let's that, move it along. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we'll get into more uh, on each character when we do the character breakdown. I do want to get to the mid and post credit breakdown as there were f- oh. five. Yeah, oh, go ahead. So one more, so one more thing. The one joke. So I mentioned this before. The one joke that I thought two jokes actually that I thought were really bad and didn't land. The Hasselhoff thing was really stupid. Like I thought that was dumb. They did it a lot. Like I think it was fine to do it because again, you want to keep this this whole thing up of, of Peter in the eighties. Like everything's eighties. Like he was abducted in nineteen eighty eight. So everything he remembers, everything. Like he's playing that little part of his thing at the beginning where uh, they're fighting that big monster fish thing. He yeah. has like the was like the the little handheld football game. The football game. It's yeah. one of those things. So like, everything is eighties references, which is fine. Like Cheers, he mentions. Hasselhoff yeah. a bunch of times, uh, but you're right. I, I think they did it a little overkill. And it's like it's it's fine. Like you can't just save everything with an '80s reference. Like you like, like you and I like like I'm not going to reference you know some some episode because I just don't remember them. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. th- I'm the same age. We're the same age as him. Right. So like you don't see me. You know, like if I'm dealing with a problem in my life, I don't reference an episode of Small Wonder that I saw, like coming home from school. Yeah, but you know to be I mean? fair, you didn't get abducted from Earth when you were eight. Yeah, but how? When's the last time he saw, like, uh, Night uh, Rider? Yeah, probably a you know while. I mean? Yeah, probably a yeah. while. Yeah, like it doesn't true. exist where he is. You know what I mean? That's true. And that's one. Of, and the other thing that What's like really one? chapped my ass was the when him and ego are fighting and ego turned into like this big stone man and he turned into pac-man like i thought that was really stupid yeah that like, was... i i think i let out like an audible growl like Ugh. you know what i mean uh, yeah i'll be honest like, with you i'm with you on like the star like i get it. so first of all star lord's father in the comics is not ego it's no. jason and jason. it's jason with a uh a pos- it's j apostrophe jason. <laughs> jason 
So it's not ego. So they they wanted to use ego, and that's fine. Like you can make changes, take the comics, and if you want to try to make them better in the movies, I'm all I'm all for that. But I think I didn't I didn't love ma- turning him into a god. And I guess you sort of reset it. But then, if, all right, if he's not even, then what's really the point? But I was I didn't love that. Like with him, like immediately. He's like, oh yeah, you have the power in you too, and he's like, you know, snap your fingers, and then all of a sudden you have like this little like like energy ball. I was like, I yeah. guess. I'm like, Hadouken. <laughs> go go for it. Uh, yeah. The mid the first mid credit scene was Kraglin, uh, played by Sean Gunn. He picks up Yondu's uh, arrow and and control fin, and he's just messing around with it, and then he hits Drax, and then he then he runs off. And it's supposed to be like, oh, it's like a, like a lighthearted thing. But I asked you, do you think, there, we already know there's going to be a Guardians 3, there's going to be Infinity War, there's going to be Avengers 4. Do you think we actually see Kraglin with this Finn and Arrow again, or do you think he's done? I think I think he's he's done with it. And I would say when we talked about the action scenes and I said there was one that stole the show, it was Yondu, far and away. 100%. Him just take, taking out all the ra- the. All the all the dudes with the with the arrow, and you could see the path and the way they shot it, and it was like all over the place. Like I thought that was the coolest scene in the movie. That was very reminiscent of like Quicksilver stuff, like Quicksilver, yeah. not from Avengers Ultron, but Quicksilver from the two X Men, last two X Men movies. That's what it reminded me of, where it was just it was sick. Like you knew, like this guy's pretty much unstoppable when he has the fin and the arrow going, and then yeah. them just escaping there. I'm with you. That one was really good, and the one where Rocket was defending yeah. like all by himself and he's like crawling up trees and he's setting up bombs and he's sticking bombs on everybody like that one was sick too and that's the rocket you wanted to see and the whole time he's like being an asshole about it like he kept yeah. like bouncing the guys up in the air now another yeah no, i hear it. another uh mid-credit scene was you have sylvester stallone's character which is starhawk they never refer to him as starhawk in the movie but starhawk is one of the original guardians of the galaxy and yeah. honestly, it was before Guardians of the Galaxy was any good. Like, there's a reason why they completely rebooted them, in my opinion. Yeah. And so, Starhawk is one of them. Now, there's a scene where you saw all these characters at one point during the movie briefly, but at this mid credit scene, the second one, he gets together with basically the original Guardian squad, which is Charlie 27, who's just like a big, a big dude from Jupiter, played by Ving Rames. Yep. You have uh, Martin X or Martin X. You have Kruger. Who I believe becomes, he has a connection with Doctor Strange. Kruger does. Yes, because you saw him doing the weird. Yeah, he so yeah, so he can do that. So he becomes like the next Sorcerer Supreme, I believe. At least some of the comics. Uh, Alita's there. Mainframe and Mainframe is actually voiced by Miley Cyrus. I read, which I I missed. Like I I heard, but like someone was like talking next to me, and I was like looking around, and I wasn't really paying attention, and I missed. Yeah. Miley's voice. That was, I, I, I was aware of it. So I guess at the time of filming, they didn't know if these guys were all going to be back for Gar- uh, Guardians 3, but I think James Gunn is like, that's the plan. Like He hopes that they're all back. Which yeah. I, are, you, are you good with that? Uh, how are you going to squeeze them in? And then the, they were, I heard there's like other talk of like them having their own movie. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I no, no, no. I'm not saying I don't think that you're right. I just I don't think... I don't know. I'll, I'll, we'll obviously see it, but I don't. I don't need that. I don't. I don't need one of yeah. those. Uh, the third mid-credit scene was Groot as a teenager. So what they're doing is they're showing you that Groot is growing very much quickly. Yeah, and which is good news because again, this movie, Baby Groot, was 2014. So Infinity War, which will be what 2018, he should be full-grown Groot. Should be full-grown. Yeah, when they're kicking ass, when they have to go up against Thanos, we should have a full tree in our hands. 
which is yes. good. Uh, which the, is good. The next one, and in my opinion, the one that matters the most for uh, as far as the continuity and as far as the MCU is concerned, is the fourth or the penultimate uh, post credit scene. Aisha, who's one of those gold people, one of the, the sovereign yep, there, the sovereign. she creates a new artificial being who she thinks will destroy the Guardians, and she's like, that's Adam. So, obviously, Adam Warlock, yes, who should have been in this movie, and I guess uh, Sean Gunn said, that, or uh, James Gunn said, they wanted him to be in this movie, but they, they had so much going on that I think they made the right call, because... Uh, they would have Spider-Man treated it. They would have had, had too many people in it. Way, you know? too, way too many people. So I'm with you on that, but it looks like Adam Warlock is going to be a guy who's going to have to go after the Guardians, and then I would assume eventually team up with them. I mean, if you if any, if any of you have read the Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet, or the Infinity Crusade, it is really all about Adam Warlock. He's very important. Yeah. He's very important to that story, as I'm sure all of you know. Now, what is annoying to me is because we like all these little Easter eggs, we like all the the, the shit that they put in all these different movies. If you look at the so if that is Adam Warlock, which it, it is, he even says Adam. They even say Adam. Then the you remember the scene in the uh, in the collectors like the collectors room when they go and see Benicio del Toro, and there's a cocoon like you just get like a brief little shot right. of a cocoon, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's Adam Warlock's cocoon." Well, it can't be. <laughs> so, well, so that sucks. So you were you were wrong. Yeah, you, but it was also nice to see, and, and to much to my wife, my wife, my, my wife. wife. <laughs> her dismay to see Howard the Duck back in action again. Howard the Duck was back at it once again. Yeah, he was. He he's just he's very much, Howard the Duck. He's very much in this universe, which is, yep. which is great news. Now, the last one is the the very end credit scene. You get a little hint of this during the movie, like a little cameo appearance, and then at the very end of the movie is Stan Lee. He's He looks like an astronaut, and he's sitting there uh, with a group of watchers. And this is a great fan theory, which we've actually talked about on the podcast. I didn't come up with this. I heard this from somebody else, and it was a genius. Or I read it somewhere. I'm like, this is genius. They're saying, we all know how Stan Lee pops up in every one of these. Not just MCU movies, but he's in the uh, like the Spider-Man movies, like with yep. Tobey Maguire, the Fantastic Four movies. He's in, he's in every Marvel movie. He's in the shows. He's in the, the shows, shows as well. Shows. So yep. somebody's like, so he's uh, a watcher. Which I think is like that's genius. So then there's a scene yeah. of him out there, especially in this movie where you're dealing with ego, uh, so, you know, the celestial, the idea of celestials to throw a watcher in there. And one of the scenes, Stanley is talking about when he was working as a postal worker, which of course is right out of Civil War. So yep. I think Tony that was Stank. that was Tony Stank. I think that was awesome to have Stanley yeah. as that. Yeah, and I think I think it's great to you know, especially for him, you know, his legacy and being you know putting having his you know, fingerprints and all this stuff that he's a watcher. Like he's the one who he should be. Yeah. Which he should be. I mean, that character is, is him. So it makes sense that every iteration of Stan Lee is connected some way. You I, know, I love it. And now he's the God in this universe, because he's Stan fucking Lee. He is. He absolutely is. Now character breakdown, anything else you want to add to Peter Quill slash star Lord, who I would say again, not as funny in the second one as the first, but and once again, the story really all revolves around him, and yep. you find out that he's a god or at least part god, but then by the end of it, maybe he's not. Like maybe, think, maybe now it's over. And I think what where he becomes it's not a weak character, but where his character um, wasn't as strong as in the first movie is in the first movie he was making things happen, and I feel like in this movie, thing a lot of things were happening to him. Yes, you know what I mean. Where like he wasn't acting; it was it was it, he was being acted upon. 
Yes. So you didn't, you know what I mean. So he was just kind of stuck where he wasn't the the full steam ahead, reckless kind of guy that we know him to be. Yeah, you know? uh, I think that was that was kind of a letdown for me. I agree. Uh, Gamora, who I would say this not to not to bring race into this because I don't think that's what we really do on this podcast. But no. Davy, if there were a lot of like if there were green people, I think that's what my thing would be. I think I would be attracted to green people. And I don't know if it's just the Zoe Saldana Gamora thing or if I just happen to really be attracted to green people. Well, I don't see color, so Well, I mean, that's really big of you, Ryan, but I feel like I that's also to, a bit naive. To, I want you to check your privilege here, Richard. I know yeah. I know what I'm saying is probably <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I, man, I don't know what it, she she's one of my favorites. I think if I had a uh, what's the list? Is it 3? How many people do you get? 5? 3? I think it's three. Yeah, I think you I would three go. Free passes. I think I would go Zoe Saldana specifically as Gamora. She'd have to dress up for you. Yeah, she'd I mean, have she, to be green. She could cosplay it. Cosplay. She probably take, make it take that home. She's got to film another movie. Yeah. I would go Gamora, or I'm sorry, Zoe Saldana, uh, Blake Lively, and probably Rose Byrne. I like where your head's at. You, you like, like that? It? Yeah, yeah. That's nice. You have a type. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I like tall, the, tall and thin. Yeah. You get a type there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but she was uh, good. So, what do you think of her and in the, in the, in the, all the sister stuff? Because that's what a lot of it had to do with. And her and, uh, you know, getting closer to uh, to Peter as well. They they danced. They had a nice little dance. And they, well, she's not supposed to. She was not supposed to dance. She's not a but, dancer. No. Not a dancer. But I, I appreciate the fact that she's kind of like the straight man. Not the straight man, but, you know, she's. Everyone else has, you know, had got their issues and stuff, and she's kind of the voice of reason in the group. Yeah, she she's even kind of like the mother of the group. Yeah, that, there's like a quote by her that she—that's how she describes the character. She's like, yeah, she is like the mother of of all these guys. Which is, you can see that in when uh, Quill and Rocket are flying, and they're like go, they're like stealing controls from each other. Yes, and she's I, basically like, you know, I'll turn this goddamn thing around. You know what I mean? Like, I she think say that, but like that was the kind of the sentiment. I think that there is a better chemistry amongst the Guardians than the Avengers. And the Avengers actually do a pretty good job. Like I think they do a nice back. I mean, I know now they're split, but when they were together, they 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 did a nice job playing off of each other, but I think the Guardians is a better group. And maybe maybe they teach the Avengers something on how to how to deal. How about you that? Know, how to deal with each other. What do you think of that? That's a pretty good thing to think of. That's a pretty good thing. What about Drax? Again, uh, Drax- funnier. It's funnier, but like I thought again, I thought that he was funny when he didn't get funny, when he didn't get it. You know what I mean? Um, and his yeah, but his jokes are so bad that I don't even know if he does get it. I yeah. think he like he likes the idea of jokes now, but they're still terrible. But like I, you said, he laughed a lot. He did laugh a know? lot. I really liked him saying just how disgusting Mantis was. Yeah, like that. And yeah, then at the a- end, at the end, you think he's gonna flip it. He's like, no, and you are, you are beautiful. On the inside, <laughs> yeah, like that was yeah. So that was. But I thought good. that those two played well together, like Mantis and because he's was, like yeah. emotionless and she's like an, an empath. So Fold it was it. a nice little juxtaposition yes. there. Yes, that's a big fancy word. That was a great, um, great use of it there as well. Yeah, so uh, I feel like that was that was well written and well done. I also the like fact that he's yeah. I was gonna say I like that Mantis was in this too because now if you've read. There's a few different volumes of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Abnett and Landing, the the team of Abnett and Landing, who really kind of like relaunched Guardians. So it's not Starhawk and the boys. It's this group pretty much <laughs> with a couple others. And Mantis is a part of it. 
Cosmo, the the dog who you see yeah. in each of these like real briefly, and um, is it Kazar or Quasar? Like yeah, he's like so they scratched him. He's not in it, but the rest of the group is pretty much what it is. So if you're looking for comics to read, I would recommend those two uh, for sure. But yeah, Mantis is a, is a bigger part of it. So it's good. I that still you- want to read Starhawk and the Boys. Is that Boys with a Z? <laughs> yeah. Starhawk and the boys. Starhawk and the boys. Yeah, yeah, they're just bouncing around the galaxy. There, it's yeah. it's not a bad read. You got oh, one of the funniest scenes. I was dying laughing when they made the seven hundred jumps. Oh, that and was like, like the faces. Each other screaming, and their faces are all messed up. Like, uh, I like, thought I was dying laughing. I thought that was hilarious. Do you know who ends up being a great character in this? Is Yondu. Yes. You mentioned the scene that he has where he's you know zipping his arrow around, and it's one of the best action scenes in the whole movie. But also him. I mean, I don't know how great of a job Sylvester Stallone does of it, but like you see what happened with Yondu and with like the original like Ravengers and how they now feel about Yondu and what he was doing. Like he was working for Ego, but then he finally caught up to what Ego was doing. Like that scene where you see all the corpses that Nebula and yep. Gamora stumble upon, and then like so that like part of the story I actually I liked. It's like because you're like, well, why wouldn't Ego just go get? Peter back himself and like they give you the whole like well I I was in love with her and I didn't want to see her but it's more like no he's just going around to every single planet and banging a person down there or a thing or an alien or whatever like he's just screwing everybody he had more sex than Wilt Chamberlain he's just going all (laughs) around the place and then he's just like waiting for him to drop he's like all right as soon as that kid shows up I don't know I'm sure in some planets you know they're not all nine months in the womb and I'm sure it's something else somewhere else so he's like Hey, Yondu, you got to go pick up all these kids. And then none of them worked out except for him. And then by but that by that point, Yondu's like, "Well, I'm I'm keeping them." And that was a really good like reveal because in the first one, you do think Yondu, or at least I personally thought Yondu's only keeping him because he can steal stuff and, you know, all all that kind of thing. Like he really does yeah. a good job keeping that close to the vest. Like he actually is like a really good guy. And that was like really like, killing kids. Like that was really heavy. That was nuts. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Like that was some heavy stuff, and it kind of it was nice to kind of like whoa, you know what I mean? Like people die in these things, you know. Well, and that so that was my other point too. Is so Yondu does die because that's one of the knocks. Wouldn't you say about Avengers Civil War, or Captain America Civil War is you have, you have like twenty characters in there and none of them die. And I think well, I think this was the best part of the movie is that what the, what Gunn did here is that when Quicksilver died in Ultron. You were like, eh, like you know what I mean? Like, like, you I didn't really get a lot of didn't him. Even like, you know were, him. He didn't have a lot invested didn't even meet in that the guy. character. Yeah. Yondu you knew from the first movie, but in this movie you see him kind of turn around and you see all this character development, and then you're like, I kn- and I knew as soon as Rocket handed him, he said, I got one jetpack and I got one spacesuit. Yeah, it's like classic like, Armageddon like, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah. And you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think... You know, that's you could see that's where that character was going, and I'm glad they didn't puss out on it in like the last minute and say, "Oh, he's actually alive again." You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad they followed through with it. That was great. Yeah, I'm pissed that like there's no more Yondu, obviously, because I felt I felt like that was one of the better characters in the movie. Well, no more Yondu, although it is a comic book movie, so you never know. (laughs) Yeah, they like to they like to bring him back. Now, what was also so the Yondu stuff. When you're hearing about him explaining what ego does, like oh, that's intense. Then you also have the the Nebula stuff. Now she wants revenge both on Gamora and Thanos. So we don't see Thanos, but she mentions Thanos. And what's also 
Uh, nice little callback is at the beginning of this movie, she's rocking one hand. Because you remember in Guardians 1, she cuts her own yep. hand off to free herself. And then that's a great scene when she's walking through the um, the ship with Kraglin. And he's like, oh, he's like, we got a bunch of hands. Like, you know, one of these hands should work. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm good with, with this hand. Uh, yeah. But what do you th- what do you think of uh, Nebula? Um, I think it's it's a good bridge to getting us to. It's a good way to get us to Thanos. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, with her character being a little bit more established now, and her motivation being a little bit more, because in the beginning you just thought she just they're sisters and they hated each other and you didn't know why. Right. But now you know that the reason that they are sisters and don't look like sisters is for a very specific reason. Well, they're both adopted, you know? and, right? Right, but the reason that she's more oh, she's all messed up is because she beat man, the sh- she beat know? the shit out of her. Yeah. She's like a well, cyborg. She beat the shit out of her, and then the parts that didn't work, Thanos would replace with yeah. metal. And man, that's messed up. That's yeah, kind of messed up. Now, ego to me is one of the better Marvel villains in the MCU. I think he's to me he's better than Ronan, and Thanos we don't really know enough about. Like Thanos should be better, and Loki was probably better which is surprising like loki in the comics or like whatever but loki in this universe has been a, a pretty good villain i think i kind of liked ego i thought i thought he was was a decent bad guy he's obviously very powerful but there's more of a connection here like there's a reason for why you know he wants star lord he's not just like oh, i'm just going to destroy the world to destroy the world like he has to he needs one of the members of the guardians to help him in order to do this right and I think the the creating the the world in his image, you know, is is an interesting concept and in how he can only so there's like that, you know, religious aspect to the whole thing, you know, as well. But um, that was cool when I they showed it when they showed just no when they showed his face like on the like as the planet. Yes, that was pretty. So I was I found uh, my old Marvel cards, like you know the ones yes. that came out in 1992. I remember them. I remember them vividly. Yes, because that post you got me those posters that are like the thing. I have those hanging up, and so <laughs> I I I found those cards. AKA, every time I see my mom now, she's just giving me shit that I've left at the house to get all of my stuff out of the house. Right. Um, you're, you have your own house now. You're correct. a married man. And she's like, didn't... she's like, well, we don't need to store your stuff anymore. And yeah. so anyway, I got the Marvel cards, which was a great timing, and I have the ego card, and so it's like it just says like all of his stats and all this stuff. And I was going to tweet out a picture of the ego card, but I don't know if that would be considered a spoiler or not, because you really see him look just like the card at one point. Like, there's a whole which is, face. Yeah, which is great. He looks like uh, like that. Uh, would that be a that spoiler? Pumpkins video. It's not a spoiler, because right. he's the living planet. All right, maybe I'll tweet that out, then. Well, it's too late now. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, I haven't tweeted it out yet. Well, I don't, yeah. well maybe by the time you're listening to this, I already, I already uh, spoiled it for you. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on... Let's see, Rocket, we've already kind of addressed. I thought he was uh, really good. That one action scene was was tremendous. Hidden and yep. Baby Groot are good. Uh, Mantis, nice addition. Uh, yeah, Taserface had some some moments. We see Howard the Duck. He has a couple of lines by that Seth guy. Green once again. Mm-hmm. we got the old school Guardians team. Oh, how about this for an Easter egg? We love Easter eggs here. When uh, Ego and Star-Lord are having, like, a moment there and Star-Lord's eyes turn, like, a crazy, like, uh, eye thing, like, it's starry, he says, he mentions Eternity, which I took to mean another one of the Celestials. Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's like, I see eternity or something. Like yeah, that. he sees eternity. Like he sees like that's that's the the main main kind of god because ego and, and even says yeah. How about this for a from a a teacher of literature that he literally and figuratively has stars in his eyes. Yes, he does. When he's when that happens, eternity. Ain't that that's literature. A, that's a whole other thing too. Ain't that literature? That is literature. That's a good. That's a good addition. So I, I, I would say Eternity's in there. We also randomly in the end credits uh, pops up in one of the one of like the little corners is Jeff Goldblum and his Grandmaster character from Thor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they did that. Also, there's the uh, I am Groot pops up throughout the written credits as well. And another oh, thing, you know what I, I know yeah, what I heard too in Guardians One, nowhere. Yeah, that looks like a big. That's a skull of a celestial. It is for sure. Is yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. We're balls deep in Celestials in the Guardians of the Galaxy. They exist. Now, there's a lot of similarities uh, to Empire Strikes Back, and we have a bunch of questions from our buddy The Fridge who emailed us some questions, and I took away a couple. I guess there was an article on io9. I haven't read it yet, but when I first, when they went through the asteroid field, when they're flying in their ship and they're talking about who the best pilot is, like that whole scene and just the whole idea of Star-Lord finding out who his father is, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot like Empire. But there's I guess there's even more. I, I haven't read the article yet because I don't want to just steal all their ideas. But apparently, there's a ton of stuff that's like Empire. Yeah, I mean, you have the th- you have the whole thing where it's the second movie in the franchise. Yep. Where you know there's the reveal that like I'm your father. You yep. know, there's uh, a character missing a hand. You know, there's the Han Solo aspect of the whole thing. You know what I mean? There's um, a t- yeah, the whole father son thing. There's a there's a bit more of a love story. There's you enter the mouth of a space alien. Right. There's a, there's a whole there's a whole number of things. Um, Fridge had a bunch of questions here. Let's try to rip through some of these. Why didn't we see Thanos in this movie? He says, I'm led to believe that the Guardians' inclusion in the upcoming Avengers movie will be predicated on a common enemy. Would this film have been better served, or would it have better served the continuity of the overall MCU by including a more direct link to other major characters? And I think, like you said, like you said at the top of the podcast, I think a lot of this has to do with the timeline. Because yeah. if Ultron is happening right now, it's just a few you know months I mean? after the first Guardians, because they want they wanted to keep the baby Groot, I guess. So they they keep the baby Groot. Thanos is still doing his Thanos. We've only seen Thanos pop up a few times, right? Like in Avengers, we saw him. Like and a lot of this is like post credit scenes too, like Guardians and uh, Ultron. So we haven't seen him a lot. He's still kind of doing his thing. And they didn't have room for Adam Warlock. I don't think they would have had room for Thanos either. No, and I think the the issue here is like like you said with the timeline, the Thanos thing hasn't been flushed out yet, really. Yeah. You know, in terms of like what they what they've told us, if it happens where you said it happens, like then you know Ultron hasn't happened yet, Strange hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? Right. All that stuff. So, exactly. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. He uh, he also says, can you come up with a better casting decision in the history of film than Dave Batista for Drax? Not I would, off the top of my head. I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito and Twins. <laughs> I, thought those guys, I thought those guys really hit it out of the park. Number three, is there any chance that Mike Myers as Goldmember plays this Adam Warlock creature or another Sovereign? I hope so. I hope he's <laughs> just sitting there like they're sitting there talking about Infinity Stones and he's peeling skin off himself, and putting then, it in the skin box. That's so gross. <laughs> and then he says, "We already sort of touched on this, but he goes, did you find the music a massive letdown compared to the first? I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a huge letdown, but I don't think it was as good. I don't think it's as good either. But um, I was happy. I was happy with the with the song selection. I give it a you know B, B, B minus. 
So I really want to see this movie again, um, but my final thought on it would be I will give it a hard five, and Davey... A uh, soft five. A soft five. Anything else? It's something... So it's it's something you definitely need to see. Oh, absolutely. And you'll, and you'll um, like it. You'll really like it. I think uh, you'll really like it. You'll smile. You'll laugh. You'll have... It's a good... It's a good movie to see in the theater. I mean, this is why we have movie theaters, is to see movies like this. Where, and I think the way it's shot and the, the things, it's so grand in terms of scale, in terms of what they're shooting and what it looks like, that you need to kind of see it on a big screen. Best, um, best but, movie of 2017. No. Still Logan. Still Logan. Yeah. Like, not even, I mean, it's not even, like, I think Logan's getting, like, Oscar buzz. It should. Logan was, I'm not even kidding. Logan was sick. And conversely, like, I don't think that Guardians is going to win any Oscars other, other than, like, visual effects. Or yeah, no, 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 no. But that's not, it's not about Oscars. We have our own hashtag dork Oscars. So we, on our own scale, I think, it, I think it's close. I would probably give it to Logan. They're very different movies, obviously. But yeah. this one was still uh, a lot of fun. And, I, and I'll tell you, I just like these, these, this group of characters together. And I'm looking forward to whatever it is they're in again. You know, Avengers Infinity War will be the next thing, and then Guardians 3, and then we'll we'll go from there. Absolutely. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan, time for the pick of the podcast. Would you like to go first, or would you like to defer? I'll go first. Okay. Now, I'm not a big basketball guy, but we're, I just, this, came across, uh, this just came across my desk, and there is a PlayStation 4 game. We're big PlayStation 4 people here. Yes. Um, a game called NBA Playgrounds. Which which comes out this week? All right. Which is essentially if you took uh, backyard, remember like backyard baseball? Yes. An NBA Jam, where it's two on two, uh, hot dog and then you know hot dog action and uh, uh, what do you call it? Razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle. Yeah. You know that's that's what we got here. A little alley oop. So NBA playgrounds. A little is, boom uh, shakalaka. Oh, boom shakalaka is all over the place. He's on fire. <laughs> that's good. What do you got? I have, how about this? I was uh, given an advanced copy of a comic book that will be coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh, aren't you fancy? I am pretty fancy. In fact, Uncle Buck, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, his brother is a comic book artist. And he, yes. No shoot. Yes. And so at last year at New York Comic Con, they had this, uh, they were passing around sort of like an early look at this comic book called Sync, S I N K. And. Pretty graphic. I would describe it as like a clockwork orange meets uh, midnight meat train meets like sort of like a zombie movie. Like it's it's pretty good. It takes place in Scotland, and I just got the first issue, but it was really good. Like if it happens to hit your comic book store in the next couple of weeks, sync s i n k. There's at least on the cover that I have. There's a guy. I don't know if it's a fox or a guy in a fox mask, and he's got like a shovel, and it's covered in blood. And it's, I was like, oh as, soon, as soon as I saw that, I was like, sold. So I would uh, highly recommend that. All right, man. All right. So that'll do it for this episode of Hashtag Dork. Thanks so much for listening. You can check us out and subscribe on iTunes. You can leave us a rating and a review. That helps the podcast. That'd be great. Take a couple of seconds to do that. We're on Twitter, at Dork Podcast. You can email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. You can buy a t-shirt at represent.com. Uh, and then search dork, or you can just go to the Twitter page, and we have it pinned as the top tweet. If you want to buy a hashtag dork shirt, and if you want, thank you to those yeah. who already have, by the way. Absolutely, thank you very much. We appreciate that. 
And Davey, where can the people follow you? At Arvon D on Twitter and Twitch. Please, please throw me a follow. I'm lacking followers right now. Give him a follow. What you? What are you doing? What are you sitting are you around doing? there not following at Arvon D? You, you think you're better than me? What do you? I don't think so. Give him a follow. We just like beg, beg for it, like the uh, the Hurley brothers. <laughs> Come on! Come on! What's the matter with you guys? You can't follow <laughs> Davey? What's wrong with you? Jeez! He's out. He'll, let the boy sleep in your bed. Let him sleep in your bed. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing next week? We got anything up our sleeve for next week? Uh, no, I got some. I got some tricks up my. I got some aces up my sleeves. Oh, we'll good. See. All right, we'll we'll figure it out in post, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to hashtag Dork.